Hi, I'm Mark Westcott. Hi, I'm Tom McVeigh, and welcome to the 7 Minute Wisdom. Tom, great to be here with you today. We're uh, kicking off this series of, of short, sharp uh, podcasts aimed at helping people better understand issues in regard to estate and succession planning. And our, our topic today, I thought to kick off, is fair doesn't mean equal. And we've, we've all run across people in the past where uh, estates aren't necessarily distributed on an even basis. And, uh, and I guess a great example, Tom, is um, you know, looking at from a rural point of view is where one son or daughter has stayed on the farm for 10 years, the other kids have gone backpacking through Europe and had a, had a great time, and then when mum and dad pass away, uh, the, other, the other two come back from Europe and think that why, why, is, uh, why is our other sibling you know, getting a higher proportion of the estate? Uh, so that's probably, I guess, to lead off a bit of a story. Uh, and, and you've had examples like that, I'm sure, haven't you? But look, they, they come up regularly, Mark. I think uh, it's a real challenge. People think that you have to be equal to be fair, and frankly, there's not very often that that's the case. So um, I, I think there's two factors that we, we parents need to think about. Is One, the child who's stayed back typically has worked for minimal compensation. That's pretty common. And the second thing is there's quite often a, a desire to have the farm continue on, like that legacy, and farmers need more equity than people who might be working in the city. So there's sort of, it's not unreasonable to make sure that that legacy carries on, that they get a bigger share. Sure. And there's also plenty of cases too where one, one of the kids has stayed, and it's not just talking about rural families, but it might be a business in, in, a, in a big city. One of the kids has stayed and, and worked and really contributed to the growth of that business, which has really built the value of the estate anyway. The other two kids have gone off and got married and they've sort of got their own lives. So, so I guess I just want to, as we will in this format, is ask a couple of questions. And So Tom, what I'm going to ask is how can you clinically measure what is fair when one child has contributed more to the business or to, the, to actually to the growth of the estate, the, the pie that's being distributed, so to speak, in the end? Well, uh, look, you can clinically measure it and you could sort of work out what the wages were and, uh, and the effort that was put in or the increase in value of the property. That, that is an exercise that could be done, but I think, Mark, you, rather than doing it clinically, you just you get a, a sense for what's fair compensate someone. Sure, sure. And sometimes that's the best way to do it rather than trying to take too much time. From Absolutely. Otherwise people just get caught up in the, in the detail. Sure. Um, how is it that, um, you know, when you create such a plan where there's going to be uneven proportions, how do you best communicate that? Do you just sort of put it in the will that so-and-so is getting a, a higher percentage or do you think there's a better way of, of, of communicating that? There's no doubt there's a better way is to have the discussion with the family as a group. Um, sadly, quite often that doesn't happen and there's a big surprise when the, uh, the will is opened. So encourage everyone to have that, that family discussion and that may, that may take place over a period of time just so that the, the other children can understand the rationale behind the, the plan. Mm. Yes, because we don't want uh, disputes, do we? Well... Um, uh, lawyers perhaps <laughs> might, but no, not, not, uh, we don't want to see families split up on things like this. Yeah. Look, the uh, solution, and we've talked about this many times, Tom, is what we've talked about already today, and that's the family consensus meeting. And uh, we might have another uh, podcast specific on, specifically on the family consensus meeting, but, but you're absolutely right. If you can get everyone together and have that conversation, 
you're going to stop all sorts of problems, aren't you, on the day of the reading of the will? Absolutely. And uh, those, those meetings, I, I think it's important that they be facilitated by someone outside the family. Very difficult for family members to be open uh, and an outside facilitator will assist, I can assure you. Hmm. No, very good point. Tom, thanks for your time today. Um, our first podcast in regard to 7-Minute Wisdom and obviously these are all going to be posted on the Legacy Lounge and uh, Tom, look forward to speaking with you again next time. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Mark.